Look, it's just, I guess, one more box I need to tick for me to feel like I've truly done what I should have accomplished in this game. A dramatic day here at Augusta National for the second round of the 87th Masters Tournament. It's still going on as we speak, or rather isn't going on, it's still to be completed because of inclement weather conditions, but here we are. That is what Mother Nature does, and nobody does it better than she. Michael McEwen reporting here live from Augusta National Golf Club. Thank you very much for tuning in for the latest Masters Commute in association with Callaway Golf. Once again, I have a very special guest for the next 25 minutes, half an hour or so. You would have heard him if you were listening to the commutes at the Masters last year. Golf Digest's Alex Myers. Alex, how are you, my friend? Welcome. I'm doing great. I don't think I'm doing as well as you are, though. Oh, uh, really? we gotta, yeah. I mean, you are the, the Masters media, one of the fortunate lottery winners. Yes. Congratulations. Thank uh, you. Thank you well, very much. We don't want to get too ahead of ourselves with the weather, Correct. obviously, but... Uh, that that's uh, what a what a thrill for you to see your name on that board. Yes, yes. So for those who aren't sure what that means, Alex is referencing the Masters Media Lottery. So every year, all accredited media, with the exception of TV, I've just discovered today. Oh, is that I, true? I had no idea. Interesting. But those of us who write about the game for a living, we all get to put our names into a, a hat, effectively, to play the golf course on Monday morning with Sunday pins and yep. drive up Magnolia Lane and all that sort of stuff. Changing in the champion's locker. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. So I, I only know because I've heard about it. Obviously, I've never <laughs> win. I've never won. I'm over seven now. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. That makes me feel kind of bad because this is third time lucky for me. <laughs> well, lucky. There you go. So I'm going to take it. Look, I, I feel of bad course. to you, but I'm, I'm going to take it nonetheless. <laughs> so yeah, I, I got drawn to play the golf course on Monday. I got drawn earlier today, which is... Very, very exciting. But as you rightly see, Alex, we're not going to get too excited because weather conditions being yeah. as they are, who knows yeah. if they'll still be playing the tournament on Monday. So yeah. I don't know what happens in the event that it rolls to Monday finish if you then get to play on the Tuesday instead or if you just get told, nope, sorry, you, you've, you're think, shit out of luck. I think you're shit out of luck. Because oh. in 2019, I believe it was, that was, was that the year that my colleague Joel Beal won and they had a meeting. If everyone remembers, they moved those tee times up way mm. up on Sunday when Tiger Woods won. People don't remember that. It was a lot of it, people were watching tape delayed in the States. Yeah. A lot of, they they moved them up because of the bad weather. And while Tiger or we were out there, you know, talking to Joe LaCava, the, the, you know, light, night lightning hit and mm. went crazy. And it was like, wow, they just got that in. And they had pulled the people on the media side and said, if we don't finish today, you're out of luck. So they have well, that, meeting. that so. is a sinking feeling unlike any. I yeah. Mean, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, so no, we're, we're fingers crossed. Obviously we want the tournament to finish on time Correct. for normal yeah. reasons, but for your sake, it would be even better this year. It's so. funny. There hasn't been a Monday finish at the masters in my lifetime. In your lifetime. The last that's one insane. was the year before I was born when Seve won 40 years ago. So Oh, that would be really bad would, luck. That would be That'd really, be really bad, bad timing. It'd be great luck and then bad luck. I mean, the best and the worst. Well, luck. it is literally like having a lottery ticket and then yeah. having it snatched away and from you by winning ones. Yeah. So, yeah, look, I'm excited, but by the same token, I'm not going to get too excited. My phone has blown up since, oh, I bet. since it came through. You know, I had called Montgomery just before we hit records, Ooh. giving me advice on that's a major thump there. Good old name drop. Very nice. Telling me what to do. Craig Connolly, Martin Keimer's caddy, giving me some nice. advice as well. So. 
Jeez, I wish Conley was here actually to do mm. the caddying for me, but I'm sure whoever I get, if I get anyone, yeah. they'll be fantastic. <laughs> so listen, before the hope completely consumes me and I start no, enjoy to it. dream again. Yeah, get a, keep, uh, be excited. I, be excited. Yeah, yeah, but not too much, not too much. <laughs> but not too much. <laughs> I'm a Scot, like I'm, I'm naturally pessimistic. Right, right, right. It's the hope that kills you, Right. Alex. It's the hope that kills yeah. you. So let's park that for now and let's talk a little bit about the second round because as I say it hasn't been completed yet the weather that was widely forecast has indeed rolled in and John Ram who's currently second on the leaderboard I think he's at minus nine still has nine holes of Mm -hmm. his round to play but Brooks Kepka out in front Alex minus 12 rounds of 65 67 are you surprised by what Brooks has brought to the table so far this week? I, I admittedly, I am a little surprised. I know he won last week in Orlando, the live event he became the first live guy to win two events. And, you know, there was a lot of hype uh, that maybe he's back, but you still kind of had to see him do it at a major again. It's been a few years and certainly he was, he was asked that, are you back? And he said, yeah, I'm back. I, I when did you know in January? So you know, he's a confident guy. He's He he obviously, we saw, if you watched Full Swing, the episode that featured him, we kind of saw a different side of him, a very vulnerable, candid side that admitted to struggling like he's never struggled before last year, being really down in the dumps, like, you know, depressing stuff. Wondered if he'd ever be the same with his knee injuries. And uh, apparently he's, he's back because he, would he's looked so. uh, fantastic this week. The, just looking at the stats, um. You know, he's gained over four strokes just from his approach game and no one else has even gained two and a half strokes. So he's up, he's, that's where he's made the difference this week. And um, I think that the shot that really did it today was obviously um, the three iron, he said later on eight from 256, three iron up the hill to about 10 feet makes the eagle. And that really, that really jumped him in the lead. And, you know, we'll see what Rom does. They're both, I think, co-favorites right now. If you're like yeah, sports, yeah, sports because Rom still has those, you know, birdie holes on the back nine to play. But if Rom had gotten off to a slow start this afternoon, I think we'd all be kind of fitting Brooks for that green jacket by now. Yeah, I mean, that's much. what it looks like. And I mean, I, I said this yesterday on the on the podcast with, with Sean Zach that, you know, he does seem to be a good fit for this golf course. You know, he was one of those guys that was tied for second to Tiger in, yep. in 2019. And besides that, Brooks is just wired differently to most golfers possibly in this current generation with the exception of tiger when it comes to majors why is he seemingly so able to elevate his game in the weeks that matter most i I, you know i it's really hard to explain that but he certainly does i mean he's when he's you know when he was really cooking for what 2018 2019 uh 2017 when he won at aaron hills obviously his first one first u.s open He's the one guy who you've never really seen let one get away. It seems like when he's there, he kind of puts it away. Now, at the U.S. Open, when Gary Woodland wound up winning, and it's funny because they've been in the news mm-hmm. together now the last couple of days, he made that run early on the back nine. It was just a foregone conclusion he was going to win. He didn't win that one. And then the PGA at Harding Park, he didn't win that one either. And so, and then he kind of lost, it, it was weird. He kind of lost that invincibility for just a little bit. Then the injuries came. But now he's clearly back. I think he's just a guy who has complete confidence. He thinks he's a better, not only a better golfer than these guys, he thinks he's a better athlete than these guys. Exactly. Right? He thinks he's this tough guy. He doesn't care about the pressure or the conditions. He just thinks he's going to like out 
muscle, outthink these guys. He just thinks he's the stronger competitor. He's the alpha male of the group. So, which is kind of how Tiger used to feel too. So, I guess it's just uh, something I don't know. I guess that's just what he's born with. I guess some, a lot of these other guys might talk like that, but they can't actually do it. And um, again, you look at the board, and and when he was what he was out by five shots at one point today. Again, before Rom teed off. It's just, he's one of those guys like Tiger, once they get the lead, you just get this. You don't think that you're ever going to give it up. You, you touched on it, the the rules incident. Again, spoke about this a little bit with Sean Zach yesterday, but there's been a little bit more has gone on overnight. Brando Shambly, Paul McGinley had lots to say about it on live from the Masters on the Golf Channel. Brooks was asked about it again after his round. Here's what he had to say about the incident with he, his caddy, Ricky Elliott, Gary Woodland, and his caddy. Uh, yeah, we uh, we were just, when I finished today's round, they were brought in mine. Um, like I said, I'm taking my glove off. I, the last thing I'm going to do is give it to Gary Woodland, U.S. Open champ. Um, and the funny part about it is, I think if if he would have known we were hitting five, he would have hit six. Because I don't think Gary's that short, and he was definitely 10 in front of me, 12 in front of me. So, I don't know. You guys do the math. Today was just about my, I guess, my hand or my glove. But I don't know if you're supposed to take your glove off your fist closed or what now. So, <laughs> so yeah, nothing to see here would appear to be the, the message coming through from Brooks. And certainly from Gary Woodland, I know he said similar after his round. The tournament committee don't believe that any infringement took place. So I'm curious to get your take on this, Alex, because my own opinion is, and I've seen a lot of people say this on social media, that, oh, well, it happens all the time. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. everybody does it. Right. But to me, that doesn't feel like an appropriate defence. You know, just because everyone is breaking a rule doesn't mean that it's any less inappropriate to do that's like saying well everyone stole from yeah. that shop so i may as well carry on myself i'm with you 100 percent. and you know the 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 thing to me is again we just mentioned brooks kepka happens to be very good friends with gary woodland so even if you want to say oh well it happens all the time or this well it's still a little different when it's two good friends and again i'm not I, i'm i'm fairly sure that something was going on. I'm not, I, I, you yeah. know, we can't say a hundred percent, but certainly the video evidence kind of points to that. It's different when you're paired with a good buddy and, you know, people say, well, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that in the other group, the guy who's playing with Patrick Reed, isn't, Patrick Reed isn't like helping to Patrick someone, Reed. right? Or, and, and, and certainly no one's helping Patrick Reed. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, and again, so it's like, well, then he gets a disadvantage because yeah. he's, doesn't have as many friends or isn't paired with a, a buddy of his. So then it, then you get into a whole protecting the field situation. Yeah. You want it to be equal conditions as much as possible for every group. So now you got to start looking at pairings like, well, can we not put friends friends together? Is this going to go on? And I get it. Sometimes, you know. And then you does it become you can't put Europeans with two Americans? Uh, right. and, <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I right. Mean, exactly. End? Exactly. The, the two Americans are helping just each other. Apply the rules. Right. Exactly. Apply the rules. And again, some people are saying, well, you know, sometimes there's a lot of guys who will sneak a glance into someone's bag or whatever. And I guess you can't really stop that. But this was like, again, if you look at the video evidence, it is pretty compelling, both from Brooks and his caddy, Ricky Elliott. This is like blatant mm -hmm. sharing of info. This isn't like, oh yeah, look, 
you can look into my bag and figure it out, figure out which club isn't in there. So, you know, that's just smart to me. That's though. smart. Fine. That, that's, that's not breaking a rule because the rule 10.2a is about soliciting or giving advice. Right. But that implies dialogue to me. Right. Whereas if you look in a bag, that's just clever. You know, that's, that's right. just, that's and just taking advantage of your environment and doing everything you can to provide right. the player with that information. And, and you couldn't have a rule against that because you might just notice something if you're playing with someone, but it's different if a player or caddy goes out of his way mm-hmm. to tell someone else something. Because again, that's info that helps that player that in another group they might not be getting. Correct. So I agree. It's a bad look. Obviously they were able to get away with it. If he wins, it's going to be, if he wins by one, two shot. Can you imagine? Be. Oh my god! Because goodness. just think about in 2013, Tiger with the, with the drop, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and he got caught. He obviously, he had a brain fart. He, because he went on camera after and said, yeah, so I took the drop and I dropped it a couple yards back because it was a slightly better. You, obviously he just thought yeah. that was the rule. He, he wouldn't admit to the world that he cheated. And it got pointed out. And then people were like, he should have withdrawn. withdrawn. Correct. Right? And so if he had won, it would have been this huge thing. Well, that was an innocent mistake. This is, you're blatantly breaking the rules. Yeah. You get away with it and now you win a tournament, potentially. Woo! That would be, it'd be a controversy. And, it's all, and he's already, just from being a live guy, kind yeah, of a controversial guy exactly. as well. So, and we, and you know, we, we joke about obviously the, the reads and, you know, if they're following certain rules, everything. You know, Sergio Garcia was bitching and moaning last year. I can't, you know, can't wait to get off this tour when they were yeah, looking for right, the yeah. ball that time. Like, it's like, these guys not want to play by the rules. <laughs> like, I don't get it. And, and also my first thought was, well, Brooks is used to being on a team now. Is this like part of being on the team? Like, you know, so it's, it's just a bizarre situation. But so on one hand, you hope that if he, wins he wins in a round almost because this is going to be brought back up 100 as i cannot wait for at use golf facts no my god (laughs) if if patrick did this he'd be even kicked (laughs) out of the be banned for life from the masters you know oh yeah yeah. there's still time it's early in the week so justine if you're listening or the rest of the of the family yep log on that's all i'm saying (laughs) more to come from me and alex coming right up All golfers can agree, hitting it far feels great. But does it feel great? A first in forging has created irons that have never felt better. Paradigm was precisely constructed with the first ever AI-designed forged 455 face cup and an all-new speed frame to enhance speed and feel, earning 15 out of 15 stars from the Golf Digest hot list. This is the new Paradigm in Performance from Callaway. Welcome back. Part two of today's Masters Commute live from Augusta National. Michael McEwen here with Golf Digest's Alex Myers. Since we've been on air, it has been confirmed that round two, or rather Friday's play, has been wiped out. So round two will resume on Saturday morning at 8am local time. For those of you in the UK, that is 1pm. So as I say, a fair chunk of the field still with a number of holes to play. I think the most that anyone's got to play is probably 10 holes. So they'll be looking to get that in, Alex, and then start round three as soon as humanly possible. Could be difficult. The weather forecast tomorrow ain't great. But my feeling is that they will send them out in biblical rain so long as it's not electrical. They have sub air. So am I just hoping again, trying to make reasons why Monday's play is going to happen for me? Look, like 
I, I know in, in the UK with the, the Lynx land and everything, you could play in, in the rain all day over there. That's great. Here would be maybe the only place that they could get away with it. I mean, I was out there earlier. I mean, you can hear that you walk by some of these vents in the ground. I mean, it is cranking yeah. that system because they already had it cranking from last week and, and early this week. So it's possible, of course, I mean, and, and fingers crossed they can get back on track, but it is going to be a long slog tomorrow when we look at the, when we've been waiting all we've been talking about this saturday for days now you know yeah the high yeah. of 54 or whatever with the rain it was it was 90 degrees yesterday i mean tropical conditions man yeah so it it's it's gonna be it's gonna be wild it's you know i don't know i, I wonder even why they're not starting even a little earlier i mean they started 7 30 mm, yeah. today you just just any minute every minute is crucial in a situation like this to try to get a turn back on track and it could be interesting with you know repairing um going to threesomes trying to get them out right away uh they could do this you know split tees you you hope that only 50 guys make the cut and not yeah. there's like a 12-way yeah. tie for 50th but yeah it should be it should be interesting i think you're going to see a few two tee starts three balls etc pretty much yes. from third round onwards it's yes. not going to be a typical exactly. master Sunday, exactly. that's for sure so what we do know now, as it stands, and this will still be relevant to most of you in the UK, waking up on Saturday morning, Brooks Kepka out in front, minus 12. John Ram, he's played nine holes of his second round. He is minus two. I'm going to come back to the guy in third place because okay. it's fascinating. Tied fourth at the moment on minus six. Colin Morikawa, as is Victor Hovland. He's played 10 holes. Jason Day, Sam Burns and Jordan Spieth out there in minus five alongside Cam Young who, like John Ram, has only played nine holes. But let's circle back to the... And by the way, I think the winner's going to come from one of those players. Incidentally, I'm, I'm struggling to see, even down to Woodland, Mickelson, who's done exceptionally well, minus four, Neiman, Rose. It feels just where Kepka is and how the conditions are suiting him. One bogey in 36 holes, it feels like minus four might even be at this stage too far back. So, like I was saying, let's jump back, Alex, to the guy currently sitting third on eight under par, just four shots off the lead. He has completed his second round. Sam Bennett, an amateur. Bobby Jones would be absolutely mm. loving this. Very I dare happy. say the yeah. Green Jackets yeah. are loving this, considering the amateur traditions around here. He is a name that is unfamiliar to the vast majority, I think, of golf fans that could change over the next 48 hours. Tell us about Sam Bennett. What do you know about him? Sam Bennett, uh, well, he's in the field, first off, because he's the reigning U.S. amateur champ. Uh, he won right, right in my backyard, pretty much, in New Jersey at Ridgewood Country Club, which has hosted the PGA Tour a bunch of times um, as well. But, uh, yeah, he's a great great player. I think he's a 50-year senior at Texas A&M. I'm not sure if he would have necessarily continued to go to college if he wasn't going to get this spot in the match. You know, you have to retain your amateur status to cash in on that uh, on that uh, invite to the Masters, so yeah, he's a, you know he's a he's a tremendous player. Obviously, um, he's not only in the mix; he's the only amateur who made the cut out of the I think six guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, not even close. So, you know, he talked about it how you go into the week as an amateur. The goal is to kind of be the low end. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he could <laughs> he's shoot, not he could shoot a hundred the next two days, and he would <laughs> and he would be the low am. So uh, now he's actually focused on trying to win the jacket. And to talk about, he, he actually has had quite a magical week here. Apparently, he was the sixth guy to kind of show up to the crow's nest, and there were only five beds. And I guess he hadn't registered, and instead of being, you know, he's kind of the odd man out. So they moved him to Butler Cabin. 
Oh my goodness. So he's been staying in Butler Cabin in a suite in Butler Cabin. So he's had like the week of his life. I mean, if any of the AMs deserved it, it's him. He is the reigning USAM champ, but pretty amazing week for him thus far. It sure does. Even his biggest fans would be there. I just looked it up. His last college event was a week ago. The Valspar Collegiate, he finished T33. He shot 73-70-70. Well, he shot 68-68 at the Masters, and he's in third place beating basically everyone in the world except for John Robb and, uh, and Brooks Kepley. So pretty amazing week by Sam Bennett so far. It's remarkable. I've not seen an amateur performance at a major championship like oh, I know this what you're gonna since. Say. Go for it. The Open. Yep. And he was a 54 leader, and I'm blanking. Yep. Paul Dunn. Paul Dunn. 2015 at St. Andrews. I was there. That was incredible. It was an absolutely incredible performance then, wasn't yep. it? I mean, we don't tend to see this no. at the Masters. Though. Why don't we see amateurs perform that well here? You know, it's a good question. I mean, even when you go back to um, to Tiger Woods, he missed the cut in yeah. 1996, his last his last Masters in amateur, and then the year later he wins by 12 shots. Like, what what's the difference when you turn pro? I mean, you just kind of get used to that. I don't know, traveling, getting the you know, it's it it is it is interesting. I, I don't know why. Um, you know, Phil Mickelson is the last amateur to win on the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. uh, and that was over 30 years ago. Um, he won the Tucson Open in 92. He was, he was a junior at Arizona State. And, um, you know, we've seen uh, Patrick Cantley shot a 60 mm-hmm. when he was, a, I think, a sophomore at UCLA. Um, you know, you see a guy, uh, there's a Stanford kid right now who's had a couple, uh, I'm blanking on his name, Michael Thor Bjornsson. He's, he's had a couple nice finishes, but... Yeah, you, you know, it's weird because we always talk about how, like, they're so much better at a younger age now. Yeah. But they're not that good where you win while you're still an amateur. So this is special stuff. And like you said, Bobby Jones would be, uh, he'd be thrilled to see that little A up there next to <laughs> Sam Bennett's name. He sure would. And he's got a, a really interesting tattoo, Sam Bennett, doesn't yeah. he? On his, his, his forearm. Yeah. Which, w- one thing, you don't tend to see a huge amount of ink on professional True. golfers. True. You know, that, that with the se- exception maybe of Seve, I, who obviously had his logo in later years put on his forearm. I believe that Ricky Fowler's got a couple. I think Danny Willett's got one. Mm. There, There's a handful of yeah. golfers, but nothing like you get in, say, football, for example. Right. But there's a really nice story behind why Sam has that tattoo, isn't there? Yeah, it's the quote from his dad right and i'm blanking on what the quote is but it's it's a you know kind of a seize the day type quote. Mm, carpe and, diem words that yeah too. and um and his dad you know passed away a few years ago and um you know obviously he's used that as as inspiration um they did a great job covering it during the u.s amateur the, the nbc crew so he's got you know he's got this interesting backstory you know it's weird i thought he wasn't a big enough hitter maybe to kind of compete with these guys but you know, I saw him out there today a couple times. He's right yeah. up there, you know, with these guys. And, so and, far, so good. And I think I mentioned the Kepka approach stats. I think he's been, I think he's third behind. I think Kepka and Scheffler are actually, because Scheffler's putting has just been horrendous. He's actually, which is shocking to me because, Chuck. you know, he, he's right. not been three putting at all right. all year. And here he is. It looks like he can't make anything. Three putting. Four, he four putted. He four putted. Crazy. Exactly, I yeah. mean, so it, it looks like he can't make anything without it, at least a couple of goes at it, which is ex- shocking. Exactly. So again, Bennett, it's not, it really isn't smoke and mirrors as far. He's, his approach game has been really, really good. Yeah. Wish him well for the rest of the tournament which hopefully finishes on Sunday for obvious reasons. <laughs> Look, let's finish up with a guy who's definitely not going to be here 
and that is Rory McIlroy. <laughs> I'm mm. assuming that nothing ridiculous happens and the cut line moves. Right. What would it need to do? It would need to move three shots. Yeah, yeah, That's not happening. No. Fuel the jet, Rory. Yep. A 77 today to go with the 72 yesterday. Five over par. Absolutely not the tournament Rory wanted, not the one I think probably he expected, certainly not the one that those of us who follow golf expected. Where did it go wrong? It's crazy. It's really inexplicable because not only does he, you know, people give him crap, you could say, for not winning a Masters, which is mm. ridiculous, but his track record here is great. He just hasn't won. But now he's gone cut, runner-up, cut. How'd you explain that? Exactly. I, you can't. And especially this week with the softer conditions mm -hmm. here, it seemed like it was just tailor made for him. And like you mentioned, I mean, he's not even going to come close. I mean, what's crazy to me is, you know, of course you're not, you're not, you know, even if you're the favorite going into a week, it doesn't mean you're going to play well or this or that, but like he played terrible. This is the worst tournament he's played. Yeah. And I can't even think, I mean, he never has a bad week like this. I mean, it's, you know, this year he hasn't won yet on, PJ tour, but he's, you know, one over wherever. And, and he's, and obviously he's been back and forth in the number one spot. I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I, I, I didn't pick him to win this week, but to see him not even come close to making the cut is, is very shocking. And you're right. It's not even close to making not the cut, which is, I, I, I don't know how this is going to sink in from, he obviously declined to speak to reporters afterwards. Yeah. It's a little bit unlike him. He has done that before. He's done it. It's a little bit unlike but it him is. though. Yeah. And that I think gives you an insight into his mind that not only is he frustrated, not only is he upset, he quite literally doesn't have any answers for what's happened yeah. the past couple of days. No, I think that's true. So the worst thing about it for Rory and his fans, and I'll include myself in that, is it's going to be a long old year until he gets to try again. Exactly. And that's the and and he's the guy who's even come out recently with the quote about, oh, if they did change the ball, I might do it. Just so I'd be prepared for the majors because that's the important thing. That's what I'm being judged on. So we know that's what he's thinking. And now we're coming up on nine years yep. without him winning one. Not only not only a masters, but any anything. Major. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and meanwhile, not only has he won everything else possible, he's won everything else possible multiple times. Mm -hmm. It's it's so I agree. I, I don't think he has the answers, especially like I said, missed cut second, miscut at this event. It's usually one round that gets him. This time it was two rounds. Mm -hmm. I mean, he never got it going. Yesterday, the conditions couldn't have been easier. He shoots well over par. Today, comes right off the bat. Three early bogeys, done. I, I'm It's probably the, the most stunning result of the week, I would say. For, 100%. For sure. yeah. 100%. Didn't see it coming at all. I should add, just as we're about to wrap up, you're probably wondering why aren't they talking about the trees? Very mm. good reason for that. So a couple of trees, two, maybe three, we think, have come down close to the 15th and the 17th holes that sit kind of adjacent to one another. I'm not going to go there just now, simply because as a developing situation, we're told that no one has been injured, but just out of an abundance of caution and out of respect for those patrons who are out there who maybe were affected by it. I don't really want to go there at the moment. We can touch on that on tomorrow's podcast when we know a little bit more information, but just now doesn't feel it like it would be the appropriate yeah, thing to do. Eh? But yeah. hopefully, fingers crossed, the early reports we've heard that nobody was injured are indeed true. So let's let's hope that is indeed the case. And look, let's hope that Mother Nature just <laughs> pisses off, yes. to be honest, Alex. Let's hope. I've kind of had enough of her by this I, point. I, so I, Hey, I live in 
New York, I've had enough of her by this point. I mean, this is like, I finally get out down here. It's supposed to be nice weather. I'm out, you know, I've been freezing my butt off up there. And now we get this, everything going on here with the, yeah, so Mother Nature, get out. Exactly. Let's hope that we get a weekend that delivers and finishes on time. And let's hope we get a good winner as well. Looking at that leaderboard, I don't see how we, we possibly couldn't. So yeah. Alex, for now, thank you very much indeed for your time. Always a pleasure to you have you it. on the show. It's always great fun. Thank you to Callaway for their continued support and to you for listening. Stay across the Bunkered social media channels for all of the updates as they happen across the weekend. I think it's going to be busy. And stay tuned to bunkered.co.uk for all of the news, etc. I will be doing all of my rain dances, every single one that I know, and I'll be learning a few more in the hope that Monday does indeed happen for me. If it doesn't, I was going to say, so what? I can't even bring myself to say that. Fingers crossed, Alex. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Good luck. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you to you for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye for now.